add a bit of sunshine to your home with Easy Living Furniture's Garden Furniture Sale with stunning dining sets, cracking egg chairs and relaxing sun loungers that are in stock and ready for delivery there really is something for everyone and with an extra 10% off sale prices and free delivery over 399 now really is the time to let your garden shine Garden Sale now on Visit Easy Living Furniture Don't miss out Find your local store online at easylivingfurniture.ie Leia Healthcare Looking after you always Proud sponsors of Real Health with Carl Henry Hello and welcome to Real Health with me, Carl Henry, in association with Leia Healthcare. Folks, for this week's episode, COVID restrictions are beginning to lift. Gyms are getting back up and running in phase four. And I'm fascinated in terms of how that is going to look in terms of the gym of the future. We're delighted to be joined by Con McCluskey, CEO of Ireland Active, the National Association for the Leisure, Health and Fitness Sector. And he joins us today to tell us more. Con, welcome to Real Health. How are you? Great, Carl. Uh, thanks a million for the opportunity to chat today and to uh, talk to your listeners, as you say, about the you know leisure centre and gym of the future. So it's been a really difficult time for us as gyms, leisure centres, uh, anywhere that activity and fitness takes place over the course of the last couple of months with terms of closures and job layoffs. And it's been a very challenging time. Yeah, well, we would have over 350 members in the leisure centre and fitness space Um everything from local authority to private uh, gyms and leisure centres. So all of those have been closed since uh, the middle of March uh, with the government announcement. So since then, uh, almost all employment in the sector has ceased. Um, obviously, in, uh, recently in phase two, fitness has, has restarted again uh, to a small degree outdoors. So there is some employment coming back and some activity coming back there, which is positive. Um, but you are talking about 10,000 people working in the sector about a million people being active each week in the sector, usually between swimming pools, gyms, you know, swimming lessons, uh, that kind of activity. So it's both a huge employment loss to the sector and also a huge physical activity loss to uh, the country in general. Um, so, yeah, it's been a very difficult period with uh, facilities closed, with employment lost and physical activity lost as well. And were you surprised to see uh, gyms and leisure centres and the industry as a whole originally in the phase five now that's phase four and when they were announced we surprised that that's where we were placed within the, the the restrictions and the easing of the restrictions yeah i think we we would have obviously have liked it to have been in an earlier phase and we did uh, talk to government about that i think the key point really is that the sector contributes so much to the fight against covid19 so in terms of boosting immunity being physically active and I suppose that's one of the, the positive things to come out of this is the emphasis that government and health authorities have put on physical activity. Um, so it really has shone a light on the sector um, and even Sport Ireland research has shown that physical activity has increased in this period. Obviously, people have had time to go walking or exercise. Um, so it's great that physical activity has been given uh, a platform during the closure period. But now as we look to reopen, um, I think our sector really has a huge uh, part to play. So, Con, obviously now we're, we're, we're heading towards, uh, we're halfway through the restrictions, we're heading towards phase three and then into phase four. Uh, let's chat about how gyms, leisure centres are going to operate and how that's going to look from a user experience uh, in the future. Yeah, well, I think you know, like gyms and leisure centres, one of the main benefits of them, uh, unlike many other industries, is the contact tracing is built into it. So pretty much everybody that attends a facility, you know, their details are, are traced, or, you know, there's pre-booking in place. 
So I think very much in the future, you know, you'll pre-book your slot in advance so that uh, people have your details. You're able to fill out a, a pre-activity questionnaire to make sure that you're healthy, you know, in terms of COVID or other, um, you know, ailments that you may have. So before you even get to the facility, you'll be booking online, filling out questionnaires. And then when you arrive, uh, like other uh, businesses, there will be hand gels and sanitation in place as you get to the facility. Then if, if you've booked online and you have say, a swipe card, you can enter in uh, without any contact. And really, I think the experience is to try and remove as much physical contact um, and surface contact within the facility. So I know facilities have been looking at all those touch points, trying to remove as many as possible, whether it's leaving doors open or you know closing certain parts of the facility. And then into the gym area, um, you know, once let's say you go on a, a treadmill and you're exercising, that you'd be asked to clean it before and after. Um, and then even just attending the facility, that you would come dressed, you know, rather than you know trying to reduce the impact in terms of changing rooms and showers. But you come ready for exercise uh, and then, you know, shower before and after you attend, whether it's for the pool or the gym. So um, does that mean that in, in terms of uh, if you go in as a user that the, the changing rooms are shut down and showers are shut down or will they have some um, availability? No, not necessarily. I mean, I think it's really about reducing uh, the impact. So what we've seen internationally is that, you know, you, you, have, you have to build uh, social distancing into those areas so that there's at least two meters in between people or even more. So you might see, you know, certain lockers closed down at times and certain restrictions on capacities for changing rooms. Obviously, you know, changing villages where you have cubicles are, are beneficial because that's very contained. Um, so it's really just a more controlled environment in terms of your movement through it and, you know, touch points and making sure that everything is clean and hygienic. Um, a lot of facilities would have had this anyway. So really it's, it's about improving it and increasing it. Um, in preparation for people coming back in. And I suppose the, the other thing is to make sure that, you know, it is still an enjoyable and social environment, you know, that it doesn't become like, you know, a medical facility, that it still is, you know, has that social element. People are going for exercise, group classes and so on. So, I mean, I think that's something that has been missing in the lockdown is that social element, you know, to going to the gym or going to a pool uh, that I think will come back, you know, and I think, you know, People have asked the question, will people move to online and stick with that? I think that, you know, human beings are social animals and will look to go back uh, to facilities and meet with people. And, you know, it is that community focus for a lot of people and uh, their local gym or leisure centre to go back to. You're listening to Real Health with me, Carl Henry, in association with Leia Healthcare. Okay, so in, in an ideal world, I suppose we're looking for people to go, you know, dressed, for, ready for your workout. Uh, you'll swipe in contactless. The gym will or the facility will have your details uh, on a re electronic record in case for contact tracing is required. Um, once you're into the gym environment itself, do facilities have to keep the two meter distancing in place with regards to treadmills, cross trainers, benches, weights, all of that kind of stuff? Uh, and is there, you know, is there a guideline in terms of how many people should be in a certain space? Um, well, that's what we're working with government on at the minute. Uh, so the current social distancing guidelines are two metres. Um, so that's what we're we're working off at the minute. There is obviously conversations around that perhaps changing uh, across the phases or into the future. So that would obviously be uh, beneficial for the sector in terms of, you know, having more capacity and facilities. But as of now, and we see it internationally, you know, you're working on um, 
you know, a social distance of two meter, which might be, you know, four square meters per person in exercise spaces. Like you mentioned, you've either two meters in between pieces of equipment or you, you might close if treadmills are close together, you close down one, do every second one. So, um, yeah, it's really about building that social distancing into the exercise experience. Um, obviously, from an operator's point of view, trying to minimize the impact in terms of uh, the commercial aspect of it, which is going to be a real challenge, um, you know, because we've seen internationally when facilities reopen, capacity can be down at 50%. When people come back to the gym, you know, it, it can be, uh, you know, in or around that as well. So it's really about building confidence for the consumer, for the public, um, that the environment is safe and healthy. And then building it up over time uh, as people get used to the new environment. And in terms for uh, for the mainly, I suppose for the for the bigger uh, operators and the bigger um, elements of industry, do you think that from a government perspective that they're going to require aid in some way, shape, or form from government? Be that in terms of VAT reductions or or tax incentives or you know movement incentives, maybe for memberships or something like that. To, to combat the fact that maybe fifty percent won't you know of their, of their client base won't be able to won't won't be able to go. Yeah, I think look, we would have submitted to government a number of times around these supports. Um, obviously, supports that have been there are welcome, like the wage subsidy scheme, the pandemic payment, uh, and it is welcome. It's been extended to the end of August, but we would feel that's going to be needed for the period of social distancing, really, because you know if your income is down fifty percent you need something to fill that that gap um so whether it's the wage subsidy scheme um you mentioned vat rates so it's currently at nine percent for sports facilities we'd like to see that you know put down to zero percent um for the period of this um similar to the hospitality sector have been looking at um there's also you know operational costs so for example swimming pools have been closed for the last three months and we're looking at another month or two you know, you have to keep that pool operating and turning over when there's a significant cost of that. It can be as much as 5000 a month. So facilities are having to cover those costs, whether it's insurance, rents. Um, you know, so we feel that supports around operational costs, uh, VAT rates, uh, the wage subsidy scheme, you know, are going to be needed to make facilities viable into the future. In terms of facilities that have got pools, saunas, steam rooms, what are the recommendations in terms of the guidelines for those? I think probably the industry, you know, in an initial opening uh, will restrict those. So it may be um, that they remain closed in the initial opening. And then over time, as public health advice evolves, um, that they can reopen. Um, I think the steam rooms are probably a particular area of concern. Uh, sauna is slightly different because it's a dry heat. Um, but I think the, the main thing is a lot of those areas can be quite uh, tight and, you know, maintaining the two metre social distancing in there is difficult to do. So, you know, it may be that it's a very restricted capacity um, is in there and you have to clean in between and allow adequate ventilation because, um, you know, obviously you want you don't want static air in these spaces building up. Um, so certainly I would see that area has been very restricted in any reopening. Okay. And one of the things you touched on there, so we haven't chatted about it yet, is that element of, you know, deep cleaning in between usage. Uh, I know I've read myself and lots of lots of um, international guidelines and obviously similar with Ireland Active in terms of cleaning on a regular basis. 
and almost a shift-like component to going to a gym or going to a facility where you might go in maybe in hour shifts and then the place is shut down for half an hour for a deep clean and there's a second shift of an hour. Is that how you're expecting gyms and and facilities to reopen? Um, Yeah, I think so. I think you're probably, like you're saying, you know, you're going to have time slots that allow people to come in, exercise, um, and then leave without crossing over with the next group coming in. And that, that gap in between also allows uh, cleaning in between sessions. So um, I think very much it's going to be a time slot uh, scenario with pre-booking and cleaning in between. Um, so it's really like ensuring for the consumer, um, the public, that things are done uh, properly, that it's clean, and then it's very controlled in terms of access. Um, it also may mean that you know certain classes have to reduce in time. So where it used to be a 45-minute class might now be a half-hour class. Um, so And then also group classes may be reduced in size because of the social distancing measures. So, um, yeah, I think very much it probably will be a time slot scenario. There will be uh, cleaning built into it, and then that allows um, you know a lack of gathering in between sessions as well. I've seen already in, with the phase two reopening, lots of uh, gyms and leisure centers being very inventive uh, in a good way uh, in terms of how they've managed to get their classes back open, such as outdoor and car parks in covered kind of awning style in car parks. Uh, and that may be something in terms of from a classes perspective, we may see into the future because it'll let, obviously it's a bigger space. They can get that socially distant two meters within the class and get that big, you know, that big class in a bigger space and they may have it inside. So the whole gym experience may change. Yeah, certainly a number of our members are either running those outdoor classes um, or else, you know, perhaps looking to, you know, tents that are open uh, but covered uh, into the future. Because really, you know, if you're losing the capacity indoors, outdoors allows you to to do that extra capacity um, and run classes. And even, I suppose, in phase two, where it's outdoors and limited numbers, um, it allows you to start reintegrating staff to start getting your members back engaged uh, and, and active with you. So, um, yeah, I think outdoor and then also virtual is probably going to be it's a kind of hybrid model in the future mm-hmm. of membership. So you're obviously as well going to have vulnerable users who may not be able to, <coughs> excuse me, return um, initially. So you may have to have a, a virtual offering for them um, so that allows them to exercise from home or else come in in dedicated hours. Um, so, yeah, I think it's going to be a mixture of virtual, outdoors uh, and indoors. Okay. So we've covered, I suppose, a traditional gym, you know, larger scale gyms, leisure centers, pools, saunas, all of that. I want to have a quick chat now about, I suppose, the smaller operators of which there are, you know, hundreds around, around the country, small personal training studios. In terms of guidelines for those, are they expected to conform to the, the, the same guidelines that we've chatted about so far in terms of member, you know, how the member enters the gym, the gym area, the electronic um, membership tracking and all of that? Or are there different guidelines for them? No, I think that the same guidelines will apply across the industry. You know, I think social distancing is going to be the same no matter what industry or section within the, the industry you're, you're in. So I think the same principles apply in terms of contact tracing, social distancing, hygiene measures, cleaning measures, you know, gaps in between sessions. So it'll really be an industry-wide approach rather than sectors within the industry. Um, so I wouldn't see that being any different really to between a large or a smaller facility. Um, you know, different types of facilities might find it easier to implement than others, but uh, really it, it probably will be a sector-wide approach. 
Okay, fantastic. Um, one of the kind uh, with having you on, I've I've been looking forward to asking this question because I just want to see what the answer is. Uh, even in phase now that phase two is kicked off, as soon as the government announced the guidelines, I've seen lots uh, of facilities reopen as personal training studios and stuff like that. I suppose my my, my question really is about adherence to the guidelines uh, for. Uh, if we're expecting everyone to adhere to them, I know we as a business have adhered left, right, and center. We're very much behind what you guys do, but obviously that within every industry, you'll have people who don't adhere. Is there a governing body who will assess that? Will you be required to get a certificate of opening to say that you, you know, you've got approval for your, how you're adhering to the, to the guidelines or how does that, how does that look? Um, I think like government have been very clear in terms of the guidance they've given on phase two. It's, it's outdoor fitness and they've specifically mentioned that indoor uh, sport and fitness is not in this phase so I think for a start that's pretty clear in terms of the policing of it uh, my understanding is that the health and safety authority are the body that are tasked with monitoring workplaces and I know they have closed down uh, certain uh, businesses who haven't adhered to the guidance or government guidance so I think it really the HSA will look after the policing of it um, but like any sector I think you know, it really is up to the sector to put itself forward in the right way, you know, to adhere to government guidance. If we want government to trust the sector and trust that we're going to do things right, we have to uh, to do it right. So we'd very much advocate for people to adhere with the government guidance, follow it um, clearly. And I think, like we're saying in phase two, that's it's pretty clear it's outdoor fitness for now. And of course, there'll be huge responsibility, I think, on the consumer as, as you know, as a consumer who's going to a gym, that if, if your gym or leisure center aren't following the guidelines, it's, it's important that you be a consumer and voice your concern or voice your opinion. Yeah, I think so. I think um, you've seen this across uh, this, you know, pandemic, pandemic period that uh, the consumer really will dictate or the public will dictate how people behave. And it, it is, I suppose, social policing, for want of a better word. Um, has been in place to make sure people are doing the right things. And, you know, if businesses aren't doing it, we know in the world of social media that that can be very quickly uh, pointed out. So I think people need to be very careful. Like we are still in in a pandemic situation. You know, public health has to be the first thing we're thinking about. Um, we're only just out of phase one. We're moving into phase two. I think the worst thing for for any business, um, particularly the sector, would be having to close down again, you know, in later phases. So I think we need to, to take it um, cautiously to begin with uh, for businesses to start to reopen, do it carefully, and then hopefully we'll be able to live uh, with the virus alongside it until either a treatment or a, a vaccine is found, because it looks like we're probably going to have to live alongside it for, you know, 12 to 18 months. As someone who's very passionate about the industry in terms of what we do, I just want to say thank you, A, for joining us. Uh, it's great to have you on the, the podcast. B, to say thank you for all the work that you've done so far as a group and as an organization. Um, we've got a fantastic group who are trying to get gyms reopened and who've been pushing with, working with government to make that happen. And it's fantastic to see. If people, either gym owners or a member of the public, want to find out more about what you guys do as an organization, where can they find out more? And Well, firstly, to say... Uh, thanks to you, Carl, for, I suppose, putting uh, this piece forward and allow us to uh, to speak to your listeners. Um, and if people want to find out more information, they can go to our website, irelandactive.ie. Uh, we also run the Register of Exercise Professionals, 
which you yourself are, are a proud member of, and people can go and find out the register at repsireland.ie. Um, so they're the two main websites we would operate, um, and people can find out more information there. Fantastic. And final question, in terms of guidelines before phase four kicks in, when can we expect, the, I suppose, the final uh, publishing of the guidelines for the gyms and for the industry? Uh, well, we'll be working with the expert group in the Department of Sport uh, over the coming weeks. So uh, we would hope to have something, you know, a few weeks in advance of reopening. Uh, we've seen today, I think the, the guidance has, uh, has come out for the restaurant sector for phase three. So that allows, you know, two to three weeks lead in. Uh, for guidelines to be in place so we would expect a similar kind of timeline fantastic well listen we look forward to the guidelines and to promoting them for you as well we're, we're fully behind what you guys are doing so common Klusky, thank you so much for joining us on real health today much appreciated have a fantastic day and uh, thank you thank you again for joining us folks i really hope you enjoyed today's episode of real health with me carl henry in association with leia healthcare a fascinating insight into how gyms and gym usage is going to look in the future we've got a fantastic team in, in ireland's active doing a great job and watch out for those guidelines as they will appear a couple of weeks before phase four kicks in as ever you know where we are we're real health at independent.ie at Carl Henry PT on Twitter and on Instagram and as ever we'll see you next week with more Real Health have a great day Leia Healthcare looking after you always proud sponsors of Real Health with Carl Henry